Okay, and welcome everybody to a, another episode of the Miles Driven Podcast with me, Miles. And me, Sam. Oh, he's changed his introduction. <laughs> he's changed it this time, blimey. Okay. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, TVR and Noble for the most part. We're going to start off, though, by talking about Koenigsegg, who've got... It's a couple of interesting things, actually. First off, they've got a new car that they've announced, which Sam, was, you were just saying, they've actually announced it a while ago, but it seems to only be getting attention now. Yeah, I mean, it seems to have been announced about a year ago, okay. which is uh, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, but we've I just saw it pop up on their Instagram, actually, the other day, so I thought I'd do a little bit of look into it. But it's, uh, it seems to, be, seems to be the first four-seater mega car, I guess they're, 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 they're labelling just... it as a mega GT. Yeah, they're uh, calling two it two doors, four seats. Miles is in a bit of disbelief about how the car actually uh, is going to function with two doors, but it seems like they've uh, seems like they're managing it. It's, it's just that there's there's quite a bit of space inside, and when you said there was only two doors, because they've got these, are they called hexagonal dodecahedral. No, nobody knows what the no. actual name for. <laughs> they need to come up with a snappier name. Yes, <laughs> but uh, people out there, you'll know what Koenigsegg doors open like, and they. Instead of having some clever contraption of four of them, they have two large doors, one on each side. Very large doors. Then they sort of lift up and they look really, really high. And that's your entry for rear passengers and front. So it's a bit of an interesting one, really. Is there any details yet on to what the engine will be or anything? No, I've, I've not managed to find... I think it's not at the necessarily the production stage. Yeah, at the moment. Okay. They, don't, they don't seem to have announced. I mean, I might be wrong. If anybody's got any more details, then please let us know, obviously. but We couldn't find anything more about I, it. Yeah. it. And that's from Koenigsegg Direct. They, they didn't yeah, I mean, this have. is on, on their Instagram. Obviously, they're pushing they're pushing it on their as their, their thing that they're, they're going with at the moment. They're not really uh, talking about anything else on their socials, but doesn't seem to have any uh, performance so, figures. So the other side is good news for Tesla owners. You can now have Koenigsegg aftermarket carbon parts put on your Tesla. I, I'm guessing this is because uh, owner of Tesla, I'm trying to remember his name because it's nothing like Koenigsegg, um, but I think he has a um, a Model 3, or he might have a Model S that he runs around in. And so because of that, you can now buy bits and pieces, sort of a front splitter, larger wheels, rear spoiler, side skirts, um, to put on your Tesla, if you so want to, sort of modify it. I'm not sure, there's no, no sort of claims as to whether you'll be getting any extra range or any extra speed, because at this at this point for electric cars, really, yeah. it's aerodynamics. That's where your gains are made. It's kind of, this picture we're looking at, it's kind of made it look a bit like a Panamera. Like yes. the original Panameras that weren't amazingly good-looking cars. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. It, it's made it slightly more boxy. Yeah, shape. it just makes it look the, the body of the car look a lot higher. Yes, because of this because low... because they, the splitters and stuff are going down to the floor, and because they've put, I, I suppose, larger wheels on it, so it's sort of lifted the ride height slightly, and then they've come down with these long, yeah. um, with these long sides. It's a very, it's an interesting thing for Koenigsegg to start doing. Yes, it, it, I mean it's expensive if you do have a Tesla and you're thinking, oh, that might be interesting. Um, Spoiler alone, we'll be looking at about, well, in US dollars, it'll be about $2,000. Uh, if you want some front wings or some fenders that they're in the US, um, $9,000. So it's not coming to you cheap, but... Um, I imagine it, for most people, not coming to you at all. Yes. 
But I imagine, I mean, if you've got some money and you, you really are only into Teslas, then that would be your, your option because there's not many companies. I can't think actually no. of any company that really does an official sort of Tesla aftermarket, you know, like Alpina, the BMW. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the sort of skunk work side of things that you have for Brabus, for Mercedes, um, there doesn't seem to actually be. No. Anything. I, I certainly haven't heard anything for Tesla like that anyway. Um, but anyway, that, that was our sort of take on, on Koenigsegg. One side of it, you can uh, add some bits that they're mass producing, or they're, I, I say mass producing, they're producing. Um, uh, and the other side is that they've sort of announced a new car. So when we'll see yeah, well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it when we get yeah. any more details about it I'm sure there might be some out there somewhere we can do a bit more research into it and see if we can find anything we'll bring it to you as soon as we find out we're looking at doing some form of supercar podcast at some point yes we're we want to, to think do... of a format to make it not just talking about well this car's fast and this car's expensive so, yeah we're... yeah just trying to we want to do some format for it aren't we but yes yeah I'm sure they'll feature in that probably okay. quite heavily we'll move on uh, to the main section today. So we're going to start with Noble, do you think? We can start with Noble if you'd like uh, to. I'm going to let Sam take the reins a little bit here. I'm just going to start off by saying one of the strange things with this, for me, is the naming, which you picked out as well, Sam, didn't you? Yeah. So they currently, or at least technically, they still make the M600, although they haven't been building it for a year or so now. But if you... Well, it, it gets cold in your shed. Yes, over winter. I imagine, yeah, in, uh, what are they, are they Leicestershire, yeah. Noble? I think yeah, they are Leicestershire. Yeah, noble joke there. Yeah, there we go. Um, I, I find it a bit odd because usually manufacturers move up in numbers. Yes. Whereas they've gone from an M600, Yeah. the new one's going to be called an M500. So just it's, a bit strange. Yeah, it's a very strange one. Uh, so yeah, as Miles said, the M500, uh, so what, what the information I've got is the twin turbo... 3.5 litre Ford V6, the same as you get in the Ford GT. Uh, Ford are running that about 500 horsepower, I think. Yes, 500, um, 550. They, they Noble are claiming they're going to come in at an entry level at 550. Okay. Whether there's going to be any more on top of that if they're going to do... They don't tend to do many variants, do they? But No, although if we remember rightly from the M600, they had it had the dial and you could turn it up and turn it down. Hmm. And you maybe so, you can turn it up to eight hundred horsepower. Yeah, well, <laughs> it'd be really odd if they've named it M five hundred then. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but these these are all these are all claims at this point because I mean they're saying it's they're, what they're aiming for it is to match up to the the Corvette C eight and the the nine eleven Turbo S. That's going to be effectively what they're aiming to so Corvette to pitch C8, the car at. Corvette C eight is now a direct competitor in the UK because the Corvette is going yeah. to come in right hand drive on the C eight model into the UK market. The other one was Porsche 911 Turbo, Turbo S. Turbo S. So what, what are they what are they thinking of pricing out then? Well, they haven't decided. Okay. What they're saying is they're aiming for um, 150,000. Sorry, I can't even read. 150,000 is what they're aiming for. I'm sure you've got loads of people uh, hopes up there when you sounded like you said. <laughs> 15 <laughs> yeah. pounds. Even 50,000 for one of these. But, but yeah, okay, the, 150,000 is what they're saying. They're yeah, aiming but at. their final okay. price is not set. They haven't accepted any orders yet because okay. they haven't set their final price. So, if you but they are aiming to deliver this year. So, if you call Noble today, they will not let you buy one, but they will tell you you can have one this year. Will they take a deposit? I guess not. If they no, not, they haven't had a price. Okay, but they'll give it to you this year. 
but you're not allowed to pay for it or order it. Let, let's just go and talk about one thing, which is the looks, because yeah. well, I think I think it's a. I mean, I've got a picture of it here. I'll just show it. So it's a I, nice looking car. Yeah, from the front, I think it's brilliant looking. Not as keen on the back, but from the front, yeah. But, the the only thing is i suppose the front light looks like they might be you could almost confuse it a little bit corvette yeah maybe look. yeah i was wondering what was what was coming into my head then and that was probably what it was but i i think i mean, i'd say from the rear yeah it's okay but from the front i think that's a good looking vehicle yeah and if it is produced like that because we know this is a usual trick from manufacturers there'll be a prototype that looks one way yeah, and then it will change and, and be then, slightly more conservative as it, yes. as it arrives. Either because of crash testing or because you know there's yeah. something that doesn't fit within regulations or some customers say, well, actually, I don't, I'm not happy with how that looks. I'd rather go and buy a Porsche. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, interesting. What they're saying, I, saw, I was reading one journalist was actually saying that they think that because of the power to weight ratio of this car, it's going to be a competitor towards some models from Ferrari, Lamborghini and McLaren. Okay, so what would it be? So we're be? talking the, obviously the lower end of, of those respective so manufacturers. But a 570S uh, McLaren. Yep. Which is quite lightweight, but yeah, okay, that would sit in the power. Um, Lamborghini, no one knows really. The because, Hurricane? Well, the Hurricane is kind of, they've just done the STO. Right. That, okay. and, it's, and it is now on its last, last hurrah. Yeah. Um, what the next... Hurricane will be nobody knows. We know the next um, Aventador type sort of the V12 will be some form of hybrid, although it's it's thought they stick with the V12. So, what's the natural? Well, I don't know where it would be Lamborghini. What was the other one? Left much Ferrari. Ferrari. I mean, you're going to go in. At, I don't know. I get confused with all the numbers nowadays. So for me, it'd be the four five eight competitor, but they don't make that anymore, do they? It's no, the... they they do the four. I think it's the four eight eight. Come on, Mr. Knowledge. Yeah, Mr. Knowledge stretching my, out. Stretching my, uh, I'm going to check that. Some desperate Googling is going to go on now. Yes. Um, I'm just going to check that. I'm, I'm, because the new one, it, it has a, it's going to also be some form of um, of hybrid. It's going to right, have some okay. batteries in yep. it. And that's why I think it wouldn't be a direct competitor, because if that's the case, it's likely to have a much higher torque um, number. It's going to have, a much higher peak brake horsepower number. Yeah. And it's also going to give buyers... But actually, thinking about it, it's also going to be more like £200,000 and £250,000 once you've put options on it. So I'm not... I think... Yeah, well, they're, they're saying that just that's purely on the power-to-weight ratio that they're giving it as a competitor Okay. these cars. It's obviously okay. not... It's a, it's a much it's a much better value car for the power-to-weight ratio, not necessarily something that's going to go directly up against these cars. Yes, okay. I get it now. I get it. Um, so what they're saying is if you were on a track doing some basic track testing, this would maybe be able to keep up with these cars to an extent. Yeah. Well, Noble have always been able to pull that trick off. I mean, we, we yeah. know. They, but, would, you know, would you go to a Ferrari showroom, look at the 488 and then, or whichever one it is, and then say, well, no, no I'm going to go to the Noble showroom and buy an M500. I'm guessing most Ferrari <sighs> customers probably would. Yeah. How much crossover is there going to be? Um I, I don't know that there's going to be a... I, I would hope, for Noble's sake, that there would be a good crossover. Um, but, okay, so it would be an F8. It would be the oh, sort right, of direct okay. competition. Um, 
yeah, I, I, looking at the figures, I'd say, yeah, okay, I can see that. But the Ferrari will be a lot more money. So, um, But it will also probably, no disrespect to Noble, it will probably be a bit of a better car. Well, no, I, I mean, sure Ferrari have a Formula of, 1 team. Yeah, so, Noble aren't likely to venture into that sport at any point in the near future. Oh, I love that. Can you imagine? I would love Noble to... TVR. Yes. Yes. <laughs> would... Caterham are joining in as yes. well. <laughs> just just all three of them got yeah. together and said, you know what, we're not doing all the all the advertising nonsense, blah blah blah. We we can't be asked with trying to be prim and proper. We're gonna come into this sport and dominate somehow. And just... unfortunately when Caterham get involved, they're gonna turn up to each race and have to build their own car yes. when they arrive. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, any other any other details we've got? Because oh, it's a gated manual, which I think is actually fantastic. Noble could have very, very easily gone into this world of saying, well, dual clutch is faster, it will give us better figures, and they haven't. Yeah. So so I think that's brilliant. And this, the fact it's going to be a gated manual, I can't think off the top of my head of any car you could buy from a showroom today that has a gated manual. So... Um, I mean that's definitely your more your wheelhouse than mine. But I'm gonna have a quick think. Have you got any other details on the vehicle? Uh, I haven't on this one. Wait, any spec on it? Uh, no, I'd have a quick look. But they're being very cagey with stuff because they haven't set their final price. Right. So I think they've got their basic. They've they've obviously bought the engine. Yes. I'm guessing from Ford, they've got the body made to an extent. They probably haven't finalised, even though they're going to make them and sell them at the end of this year. Yeah, they probably haven't finalised everything yet because they don't know how much they're going to charge for it. I think they're trying to drum up interest with one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, and maybe seeing it'll... where they get if they can get some people involved, maybe some more investment. Then, well, we'll put it to the obvious competitor, Porsche nine eleven Turbo S. Now, the Porsche nine eleven Turbo S recently it just had a headline as car headlines flash in and flash out on a daily basis, but it had managed a naught to sixty. I think it was done in the US, so I think it was a 0 to 60 time of something like 2.1 or 2.2 seconds, um, which is outrageous, um, just lightning fast. Um, I think that it was it would be comparable money, although, again, once you probably put some uh, options on it, then it's going to be more money than what Lenovo are offering. So... Are you going to tempt a Porsche buyer out? Um, well, not not currently. You're not going to tempt them out with a car that you're saying has 550 horsepower. It's going to cost them a lot less. But you can't tell them how fast it goes, how quickly it gets there. Yeah. Or how economical it is. And also... Or how much torque it's got. I mean, it's, it's going to be mid-engined, I think, as well, isn't it? So it's not... Well, who knows? They might put it in the back. They might put it in the front. They might <laughs> yes. not put it in at this rate. Yes. Um, I don't... I really, really want Noble to do well with this car. We haven't seen them for a few years. Yeah, I mean, they've always made interesting cars. They've always been on the lower end of looks-wise, if you like. They look quite basic, which is yes. where the joke of a man in a shed making them yes. comes from. Well, but, it, 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 but they it don't, don't have the power that a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, a McLaren, to an extent... Don't have the wind they tunnel. Yeah, they don't have all the, well, the facilities, be, but... do they? But it would no. be nice to it would be nice to have other cars. It I would, think is is the be a be all and end all. The more also, cars that are out there, the better. Also, I think the fact that they're willing to stand out from the crowd and yes. say, "We we can't offer you a not sixty times compete with Porsche with their yeah um very very long name for a PDK gearbox, <laughs> which I'm not going to attempt. Um, but we we can't compete on there. What we can compete on is your enjoyment and engagement with this car. Yeah, 
And to me, them saying that and then saying we're going to put the gated manual in, it's going to offer, I mean, they're, they're quoting, what did you say, about 550? Yeah, interestingly, can you guess a manual Ford GT? No, because the so, car was made so, as a track car. So a big selling point of that is you're going to get the engine that is in the Ford GT as a manual. Essentially, I, I guess Ford won't, because Ford put that three and a half litre turbo unit in their pickup trucks. Yeah, different levels of tune. Yeah, but once Noble have got their hands on it and tuned it, it will be a tuned version of the base lump engine, Mm -hmm. but you will be able to get it as a manual. Yeah, and the fact so they've had to go and find a manual gearbox for the car. Yeah, because I can't maybe that's why they're struggling. (laughs) Maybe there's a reason for it. Can you imagine imagine that was the only hold up on this project? (laughs) Um, Yeah, speaking of doing things differently, I guess that would segue us quite nicely into what TVR used to do. With the looks of their cars, anyway, they always they were always different, always wild. Yes, you never. I can't think of a time that I ever saw a TVR on the road, and didn't know it was a TVR. No, and even even now, what I do with with um, in the world of a bit more classic vehicles, if I go to see a TVR, yeah, I can spot it straight away, even if it's an older one, even if it's like there. What's the is it the Cerebra? Something yeah. along those lines. Of, yeah. You know, Server. Yeah. yeah. Even that looked a little bit wild. It, that was probably their plainest car, but it still looked wildish. I mean, the, the old they did they did a Griffith before, didn't they? Did a Griffith before, which was obviously that was. I think the Server. I think you might be. I think the Server was the really wild. No, one. that was the Cigaris. No, that was the last one they did. The Cigaris. Tuscan. Tuscan Maybe. was their sort of main run. I think. Oh no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's okay. the one I'm thinking of. Yes. It's, it's, an, it's a lovely looking car. It's in, I'm talking in TVR terms, it was probably yeah. a little... Unless you got it in purple, like yeah. the picture we're, we're looking or at Or the here. version you could get on Gran Turismo, which had all the spoilers and Yes, you think back in the games, yeah. Because <laughs> um, there was an absolutely wild thing they did, and it had a, a similar name, but I'm, I'm not going to waste time trying to think of that, because we, we've got this new TVR that TVR have been talking about for a little while now. Now well, it's... Do we? Okay, I'll jump in with a do we? I'll be Mr. Doom and Gloom this podcast. Go on, yeah, Mr. Can. Realist Doom and Gloom. So the TV, the new TVR Griffith, which was due in 2019, it's currently 2022, and they're delaying it until 2023 the, the, already. The listeners can't see the sort of look on my face of I'm, I really didn't want Sam it's, to. Uh... It's still not in production, and now I was reading up um, earlier on today that there's concerns that there's been no investment seen on their hundred million pound automotive tech pack tech park sorry in Wales, which is now seeing potentially the Welsh government removing all funding that they were giving the company. So they got a two million quid funding boost. Which um, is a lot for that company. It's, it is a lot and it was the start of last year, but it it seems like it's possibly under a bit of threat. Um which would yeah, that would be unfortunate and be a. Uh, I think TVR has said themselves they need more like twenty five million in yes. total. Which I, I think I read somewhere that there were there was potential that they were getting more investment from well, another company. I, I'm I, from what I understand, some of this is hinging on whether they'll bring an EV or yep. a a hybrid version. Yeah, and which the chairman has come out. I think it might even be in the same article that you're looking at on your screen now, which said that it seems that an EV is inevitable for us going forwards. I can see the, the confusion I have with it is that, as far as I understood, the engine that was going to be in this car was going to be the five litre V8 
Coyote engine that was in the Ford. Or is current uh, Coyote? Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. I, I'm. I haven't got it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's called a Coyote V8, which is in the current Ford Mustang, and that has been in that Ford Mustang, the one we have in the UK, right-hand drive. That's been in that vehicle since its production began. Right. Okay. Um, and so it's passed the emissions up to this point and had TVR released the car in 2019 when they were supposed to <laughs> when yes when when the original date they would have been fine from an emissions standpoint and they probably would have had four or five possibly six years of sales yeah without having to worry too much about new emissions regulations coming up and possibly restricting sales they there might be this thing i know ferrari have been pushing very hard for if you're low um production low volume that you kind of can set your own targets and you don't have to right, quite work okay. but my concern I'm interested is in the Ferrari are pushing for that. Have they got some sort of yeah because win for, out of that? Because Ferrari uh, can't get to the EU's targets right. at the rate. But that they're they, not a small manufacturer making a small amount uh, of cars. They claim they are, and the oh. Italian government have agreed with them. Oh, surprising! Uh, yeah, and uh, and they when they went to the EU and said no, Ferrari is a small manufacturer, and so is Lamborghini, and so is <laughs> basically every so is Maserati and yeah. <laughs> Which, which I mean, Maserati don't sound like so. Maserati are. <laughs> yes. Um, so because of that, I'm assuming TVR will be able to go under that. However, right, okay. because the UK aren't in the EU, I, don't, I, I just don't know how all yeah. this sort of figures out now. It's just interesting. I just want to quickly add to what I was saying about the cars being delayed until 2023. Yes, which that, is the latest. That's, that's, that's the, the latest. First, that's the first six that they have sold that have been delayed. So we're not talking mass, mass production for TVR. No, being delayed. We're talking about the first six cars are being delayed. How long the future cars are delayed after that is anyone's guess. It could not, be it's not been stated. Um, it's all a bit concerning for British car fans, and yes, and I mean that. Is. I mean, look, Aston Martin. They've had their troubles, but they sort of seem to come up and down. Yeah. And at the minute, they've got Lance Stroll and his consortium, and they've got um, Moore's from uh, used to be AMG boss. So and he's leading the ship there. So I think we we can sort of look at Aston Martin and say, whatever difficulties they may have had, possibly with the DBX, yeah, is is possibly changing their fortunes a little bit. I won't go into them too much because it's not a podcast about them, but we uh, TVR and Noble they yeah, really do stand yeah. for the British shed they building do. industry, yeah, especially TVR. I think. Oh, they've just got the history. Yeah, they have. You know, Noble have. You know, they've got four or five cars behind them. Yeah, and TV and, have, well, TV haven't got many more than that. No, but I think even Noble themselves would say, yeah, well, you know, they they would have a lot of respect for TVR. Yeah. I'm sure TVR's got a lot of respect for Noble. It it just feels a bit sad at this point because the car has been teased. I've seen one moving underway. Okay. Um, which I assume had a working engine and everything functioning. It could have been, you know. Yeah, they just sort of rigged it together for. It's the... not, and it pains me to say it because I don't want to be Mister Doom and Gloom all the time, but it's not TVR styling. Do you not think? No, if not... you were bringing a TVR into the modern age, why would you though? Make it how you used to make it. Make it a well, bit wild. It's 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 nice. It's, it's a nice not, looking car, but it's, it's not. I wouldn't describe it as a TVR. If you said to me that's the new GR eighty six, okay. if they were carrying it on, I'd be like, yeah, okay. That's fine. I kind of see what so you're basically saying that there's a bit sort of smoothness and not wildness. Yeah, if it was it. a Ferrari, like a California, yeah, or something like that, I'd say okay, yeah, that's it's a nice looking car. There's I nothing su- wrong with it. 
I suppose this is, we've had this discussion many times before, this is where car manufacturers of all kinds get pulled into making similar vehicles because of safety standards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, light positions, they, they all are sort of driving them into one closer shape. Um, I still think it's a bit of a looker. I, I still think it's... Oh, okay. no, so I'm not saying it's not a good-looking no, car. No, I'm no. just saying it's not what I would want a TVR to be. But No, that's fair enough. Well, everyone's personal opinion. Yeah, I exactly. That's fine. I'm sure the people that love it. I just... I would find it odd if they managed to get... Bearing in mind the additional investment you need to get a EV or electric... Yeah, definitely. You know, either if they're going to do it hybrid or if they're going to do it plug-in hybrid or if they're going to do a full electric you need quite a lot of investment yeah and this is where um or a big partner i, I was going of which they have at the moment neither no i was going to say this is where for example if you're looking at aston martin's future and saying oh what's going on here well they have got that partnership because yes. of mercedes own 10 percent of aston martin so you can see like with the dbx mercedes know-how is sort of being filtered along yeah not in you know not immediately, but it is being filtered along, and that's meaning that they're not having to spend millions and millions and millions of their own to develop their own systems. TBR don't have that. There's talk of different partnerships, but they're not companies that if you know if I said, "Well, TBR have partnered with BMW," you'd go, "Oh, okay, yeah." Well, now <laughs> now I'm seeing where they're going. You know, it, yeah, it, they've obviously got a long term plan there. Whereas at the moment, it seems like, do they have a long term plan? I mean, I'm sure they do have a long-term plan. I think we're doing them a disservice. They are a company that is run by people that know how to run a company. But yeah, and also they they know that they will be able to sell cars because there are still people out there that yeah. would say, "I will buy a TVR that is fifty percent as good as yeah. the competitor because I want." Well, I think to if buy I had the money, I probably would. Yeah, I mean, if you look at well, depending on how close it gets to the Nobles price, they're quoting about ninety thousand pounds for the TVR. Yeah, if it is a plug-in hybrid which could be possible, if that came about, I don't think there's any chance it would be 90,000. No, I don't think so. If it's a straight V8, I think they could possibly do it. And in which case, they're in different brackets because the power would be wildly different than everything else. But to me, if you were saying you've got, let's say, £100,000 to spend on a car, I think TVR are in a little bit of danger there of who are they going to sell to. Yes, there's going to be the enthusiasts, there's going to be people like you and me that would say, I just love the idea of supporting blokes in a shed building cars. Yeah, because 100%. most of those companies are gone. Most of those companies that existed like that, we see Lotus coming out with the Amira. They're still trying to yeah, charge that's, on, that's but, true. but the, we know there's money behind them that isn't. It's taken them a little bit out of the shed. Yeah. And plus, yeah. and plus, Lotus have their own. Uh, you know, they've been in F1. They've been a team yeah, that's, that's established. True. No, well, TVR have always been look. We're the sort of left field choice that will do some brutal car for you to go and enjoy. Yeah, well, hopefully it won't be like old TVRs of old where it will just break down in 15 to 20 minutes. No, and I suppose the worry would be is customers used to put up, well, I say put up with it, but to a to a point. Yes, they did. Yeah. They take their new TVR home, get halfway down the road and say, it's broken down. Someone says, oh, I'm terribly sorry. And Let me just go to the shed, get my bag of spanners and yeah. I'll be down to fix it. Yes. And they sort of say, oh, okay, and it's, it's all okay, you know, everything's yeah. okay. Unfortunately, the world, that world has gone and, and left us now. Yeah, I, I do, just as a last point on it, I do like the fact that in a world where we seem to be getting closer and closer to four-wheeled computers, to have a manufacturer that's saying, we're going to do a sports car with a V8 in it, 
that's that's our yeah, plan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's brilliant. I'm um, and and, and I give the same to Noble because I think yeah. Noble will, will make this a, a, a the fact they're going with a gated manual just tells me that they're saying we're not really interested in building a, a tech piece. We're interested in building something that people are going to just love and yeah. enjoy. Um, yeah, definitely. Anything else you got on these two? Uh, I don't we... think so. I mean. I just want to clarify that I'm not saying it's an ugly car. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying if you compare it to, you know, a Tuscan or the Cigaris, or yeah. it's not old TVR, but I understand that you have to move with the times, and maybe that's not what people want anymore. So, and it is a nice looking car before anybody starts slating me. Yeah, but it's just to me, it's not TVR are mad. Yeah, like Lamborghini used to be mad, but Lamborghini aren't mad anymore. Sort of VW have made think. them suffer yeah. a bit. I mean, but actually, that that. That is a point I want to make in another podcast about groups of cars and car group owners. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll do that in the next time. one, I think. But just to wrap it up, so Sam doesn't want you sending him abuse about saying that it's not a good-looking car. He's no. trying to make that as clear as possible. I think it's because they've they've gone down the route of of trying to get the aerodynamics to be right, and yeah, yeah. and that's that's meant as, as there's a lot of computer modelling that goes on now that they've basically had to say for the sake of getting the right. Um, um, was it in the wind tunnel? You want a low CG, right? Okay, um, this is definitely uh, your sort of yeah, expertise. I, I think that this is where they've sort of said, okay, well, we're, we're willing to sacrifice huge flare events to to get that to a better figure, to, so we can put up against the competition. Um, but I think I, I just really hope that we see it on the roads. And they're saying twenty twenty three, we will keep an eye on it. We will. If we get any more information, we'll put it in a news segment, I think. I don't think we'll... Yeah. It, it, when this gets released, I think we'll do another podcast just on this point. But yeah, otherwise... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Anything else, Sam? No, I think I think we've covered everything. We actually managed to keep the podcast down to a, yeah, we, we a said reasonable we, half an hour. <laughs> we, we try and keep it a bit shorter for you all, just in case you are listening in a bit of a rush. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Or Well, actually, we're trying to do two a week, so whichever day... This comes, podcast. This podcast... <laughs> And uh, we shall catch you in the next one. Yeah, see you later. See you guys. <laughs>